that I called, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not sure I can get up there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast English Edition. This is Miranda Morales, and I'm being joined by the dashing one, Dusty Murphy, and the one and only Brendan Barr. We have a very special guest with us at this time. He is one of South America's most decorated luchadors, a former Chile Lucha Libre All-Stars champion and the reigning Leader Wrestling Association, LWA Peru, international champion. U.S. audiences may know him from his work at Beyond Wrestling, GCW, TNA, and Evolve. And you can see him on MLW Major League Wrestling on Wednesdays, where he amazes with his high-flying abilities and his tenacity. Please welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, the aerial artist, Vinci. Welcome. Yeah. Woo! First of all, you've what done your intro. research, guys. You've done your research. Oh, my gosh. That was very well done. Very well done. But, hey, I got one bone to pick, Miranda. One bone to pick with you. And I got to pick it. You can't call me a high flyer. I'm the aerial artist, a cut above the rest. But everything else, yes. you nailed it. Well, you can, I mean, you, you got both. Top. That's the thing. You got, you had the high flying and then you got the aerial artist, you know, you, you, you oh, have, a, you have levels, you have niveles, you, you got all the levels here. You, you are truly an, art, an artiste. And so we are so excited to have you uh, on the podcast. We are Gracias. a huge fan uh, of your work and we're just very honored to have you. So thank you for carving out some time for us. Muchas gracias. El artisterio es aquí. See, I've been working on my Spanish for too ah. long. My Spanish has been so bad and terrible. Now it's just kind of bad. You know what I mean? That's, so I'm yeah. working up. I'm working that's, up. That's my gimmick you know? on this show. I'm the one with the bad Spanish. <laughs> <on this show. laughs> now we have gimmick, gimmick infringement. infringement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to start off. Brendan actually has the, the first question, so go ahead and take it away. I mean, it's the it's the one I always love to ask. Like, uh, why? what attracted you to Lucha Libre? And then as a follow-up, what attracted you to Lucha Libre in, shall we say, less traditional countries? Like, everybody thinks Mexico, but you went to other yeah, places. Yeah, who, so. who the... Who the F wrestles in Chile, right? Like, like who goes to Bolivia? Like, who, who does this? What are you doing? <laughs> like, everybody's like, like, all right. So, um, well, I got to go back. Ray Mysterio. Mm. Who doesn't love Ray Mysterio? He's Absolutely. the one that made me a believer. Absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, yeah. I used to watch the WCW and WWF kind of Monday Night Wars with my brother. But then I was, I don't know, six years old. I don't remember a whole lot other than like Sting was my favorite. And I remember Hulk Hogan a little, uh, my brother's favorite was Booker T and Goldberg, but you know, just watching it with my bro, I kind of fell out of it after he, you know, he started to uh, stop watching it, but it was around maybe 12 years old, maybe 11 years old. I was in a pizza parlor waiting for my pizza. It was a Friday night. And of course they had Friday night Smackdown playing on uh, the TV. And I look up, And, uh, you know, it's taken an exceptionally long time, but I didn't care because this M&M tag team was on the screen and they were just the most outlandish thing I've ever seen. I'm looking uh, around like, is this, is this okay? Uh, like, no one's going to tell me I can't watch this. I'm just like, what is going on? And I'm glued to the screen for many different reasons. And then the next song comes on and this 
little guy with a mask comes popping out of the floor and he's boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, this guy looks cool. And he jumps into the ring and I'm all, then this muscle guy comes out and then Batista. And I watched that match and I was like, this is so dope. And all those feelings when I was watching them when I was a kid started coming back. And at that time, I had just, I was a competitive gymnast, like a very high level competitive gymnast. Awesome. So I, you know, did all the high flying. Like I could do a backflip in my sleep, right? Especially at that time. But I had just kind of quit gymnastics and I needed something to do. And, you know, I had all this energy. So when I saw Rey Mysterio doing backflips on people's heads and spinning yeah. people left and sideways, <laughs> I was like, I yep. can do that. I can, I, I can do that. And I became a fan. And that's really when I became a, you know, a, a hardcore wrestling fan that moment. That makes so much sense. Just knowing you, <laughs> you could do that and, and seeing somebody do it is just, yeah. That was a great era for, for wrestling, too. Like, yeah. you had lots mm-hmm. of people doing crazy stuff, and you had that larger-than-life presentation out of Eminem. I still remember that entrance. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I could never miss a uh, Friday Night Smackdown for, like, five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How did you get started training, and like, who did you train with? So I trained with um, so I trained with the uh, the WWA Four Wrestling School. Back then, it was owned by Total Protection, Mister Hughes. Good old Total Protection. You know, he stole he stole the Undertaker's urn once. You know, he'll, he'll make sure you <laughs> yes. know that. He'll make sure you know. You know <laughs> if he was alive to say about it, then yeah, we probably should remind everyone. <laughs> he reminds everyone. He was Chris Jericho's bodyguard. At, for like two weeks, you know, so he makes yeah. sure you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm picking on him. But the WWA for wrestling school, and um, the only it was weird because I'm like, so 12 years old became a fan, kind of closet wrestling fan, and uh, you know, kind of watched it, but didn't have a whole lot of friends in the same space. It was around a 16 uh, when I was really like, you know, I want to try this out. Like, what do I have to do? So googling, and I found this weird wrestling school with a number in it. Like you, you expect, okay, WWE, NWA, WWA four. Like that doesn't make sense to me. It's this old timey website, like really 1990s windows, 95 looking thing. And I'm like, this is the worst piece of shit website I've ever seen. However, oh, I got to yeah. go. It's 25 minutes away. <laughs> you can't beat the convenience. <laughs> you know? So every Thursday, what was cool about the WWA four is they had a free show every Thursday for the students. And that's so awesome because if you're a student, you get yeah. to practice, you know? Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's also free. So, you know, we went to the show and, okay, we sit down. We're like, we're in the right place. Like, okay, it's 823. Like, if the show starts at 8, okay, there's like 13 people <laughs> here, all right, including myself and my mom. All right? Right uh, on we time. We sit around the ring and we see the show. That must be him, Mr. Hughes. He's really big and he's walking around with a scowl and He's chewing tobacco in his cup, you know, total old school type vibe. There's like five rings and three of them are broken and it's in the back of a strip club. Like this is like the seediest thing you've ever seen, right? You literally got to go through the, the club wax strip club parking lot to get to the back. And then, oh, so, you know, in typical Atlanta fashion, the show starts like 35 minutes late. Oh, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Okay. The first match. And there was three matches and none of them were particularly good. But I could see that these students were learning, and I was like, I could do it better than them. I could, like, I could do this. Like, it was very my first live wrestling ever, and you know, 
And I remember getting into the ring. And so here I am, a kid, like, oh, man, I could be better than all these wrestlers. The end of the show, you know, I kind of – I didn't – I didn't ask for permission to get in the ring. I kind of snuck in the ring. I was a little rebel. And I was like, this, this mat probably isn't hard. And I threw myself down. And I had the most pain I've ever felt in my life. I, I threw out my yes. back. It was awful. And I like just barely managed to climb out of the ring before I got caught, right, by Mr. Hughes walking around the corner. And mom was like, hey, come meet Mr. Hughes. And I'm like, hi, how you doing? Because I'm in so much pain. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm just... And then I had a respect for wrestling at that point. So I was like, oh, gosh. I got to do this right. If I'm going to train, I got to do this right. So, yeah, I, I got a job, saved my money, and here we are 11 years later. <laughs> nice. So cool. Yeah. A lot of people don't come back after that first bump. And nope. you didn't oh, even man. get somebody so many to people come do and it. Go. <laughs> so many people come and go, for sure. Yeah, I still, I, I still trained at the WA4. I went all three days this week. And to the school show, you oh, know, so I, cool. I, I still go. It's, it's that's different. Really yeah, cool. it's, Ar Fox owns it. It's a completely different animal now. It's oh. you know he trains some of the best wrestlers you've ever seen. Leon Ruff on NXT just oh, signed. Yeah. Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Talking about Apollo Cruz came in with me, same class. So WA Four is cool. completely different beast now, and it's so cool to have seen it in the old days. Been through the system, and I still come back help the kids out. You know, it's, it's, it's that's fun. super cool. That's it's super cool that anytime somebody gives back to the schools, even if they're, even if it were still the same environment in the back of a strip club, it, it would be, it's awesome when people are given New back building now. That, right? We're down New the building. street. Yes, the yeah, let's live. We got our own facility. It's so much yeah, better. But Fox is doing figured. a great job with it. <laughs> Fox is doing great with it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some pictures. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What was your impetus towards kind of training in America, but then going to South America, going to Peru, going? Yeah. You know. So all that, all that, all that was on accident. Like, like <laughs> you don't plan this. Like, right. all, not, like. Was, okay. So I'm trying to like find a good point to begin because like you have to understand certain things to understand. You know, I'm trying not to go all over the board because I could, but. Basically, the aforementioned A.R. Fox, he's like my mentor in wrestling, especially coming in at the WWE for my first day of training. He's like, hey, who's your favorite wrestler? And I'm like, uh, Rey Mysterio. He's like, who's your second favorite wrestler? I'm like, Matt Hardy. And he's like, who's your third favorite wrestler? And I said, never a WWE person. He just goes, ugh, and walks away. Um, that's when I learned about independent wrestling. No idea. WWE was just the only thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and Fox at the time was someone that was really starting to break into the indies and really, really uh, kind of increasing his profile. He was our first success, really big success. And every time he would go to like get on at CZW or D- Dragon Gate USA, he'd come back to the school and let all the people know how it happened, what happened, the insider things. He was kind of the first one, um, the first soldier, so to speak, right? Three years my senior. So, long story short, there was a little company in Chile called Chile Lucha Libre, this little small little rest group of wrestling and wrestling family. And they wanted to be part of the international conversation. They wanted to be part of the global wrestling Lucha economy, I call it. Right. Yeah. And um, they had this idea to find one of the best wrestlers they could afford <laughs> and <laughs> that they liked, bring them there and crown them uh, uh, their international champion. Um, and Air Fox happened to be the person that uh, that they found and connected with. So Fox goes 
and wins this championship in Chile and co- brings it back to the United States and everyone's like, there's wrestling in Chile? Like, what? Like, what is this <laughs> weird championship? But it was legit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't take this yeah. away from him. It was like a yeah. cool asterisk. Um, long story short, um, I ended up challenging him for the title um, and lost. Um, and then he went back to Chile. Well, he showed him the match. Well, he showed all the, the, the promoters and everything. And they were absolutely blown away. They were like mind on the floor. And they were like, we have to have this guy here. Um, and they, uh, along with Beyond Wrestling was the place that we had that match. And that match really put me on the map in a lot of ways. I got a lot of bookings just from that match. But um, Beyond Wrestling immediately wanted a rematch. Um, uh, so they scheduled it for FET Music. And then by the time the Chileans saw it, they were like, well, he can put the title on the line again. Like, let's, let's do it. So I got a rematch, even with a loss. And I won. And I won. And then that was kind of crazy. So now I'm this kid that's kind of proving him, trying to prove himself. Um, You know, and uh, I beat AR Fox, who's the hottest thing at the time. Um, One, two, three for this international title. No one knew what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. Um, But that started such a beautiful relationship where I would go back and forth to Chile and defend this thing. And almost almost 2,000 days later, um, you know, I still had the title at 1,995 days is where we got to. Oh, that's and so cool. Through the years, I just, they've been become my family, you know, to the point where I feel like I'm, I, I'm spiritually from Chile. You know, I learned so much, you know, through my career, um, yeah. and in the different countries. Really so that's a, that's the condensed version. <laughs> it's really fun. Super fun. Super fun. Can't wait to go back to Chile. Like, uh, yeah, you know, they haven't had a lot of wrestling in South America. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no wrestling in South America since the pandemic. I, I, actually, I was on the last two shows in South America since oh, before wow. the pandemic. The last, yeah, two in the main event and uh, in Peru. And uh, it's just been real tough with the quarantine, five month quarantine in Peru and the different yeah. travel restrictions. But yeah. I will say this: as soon as they have their shows again, is I want to be a part of the first show in every country in South America when they come back. I I, I got to. That would that's be amazing. That's a, yeah, that's a goal. That's yes. a great goal. Yeah, that's a really great goal. Um, so you mentioned learning about the Indies and being spiritually bound to these South American areas. Uh, can you describe for the the some of us that? Uh, like kind of the similarities and differences in the indie structure there versus here? Yeah. So, um, so that's a great question. Um, well, in America, there's, there's no shortage of wrestling shows to be a part of. Well, I'm kind of speaking pre pandemic too, because the landscape has completely changed now. Of course. Yeah. Um, so this was a little more true before last year. Um, but it's still, there's a lot of opportunities here in South America. Chile, um, Santiago specifically, has become like the epicenter for a lot of the wrestling in South America. It's probably one of the only places you could be a wrestler and kind of stay semi-active is the Santiago area. Um, outside of Santiago, there's no there's wrestling in Chile, but maybe one or two promotions here or there. In Peru, there's literally three promotions, and one doesn't even run very often. Um, uh, there's, there's two and <laughs> in Bolivia, <laughs> there's like two, you know what I mean? In Paraguay, yeah. there's one in, uh, Ecuador. There's probably like three Colombia, maybe three 
it's very um it's struggling you know and and part of that is the enormous cost for anyone outside of south america to come to come there so think about over time you got the veterans that were there they're only getting older you know they're doing their best to teach the next generation but without fresh blood of course their ideas are going to get kind of stale you know you need you need if the wrestlers aren't working, if they're not wrestling uh, people better than them, foreigners that can bring them things that they can't know, over time, it, it, the wrestling economy kind of it struggles, you know, in places like that that are kind of far off. And not just South America, like Zimbabwe, I'm sure there's plenty of people that would love to be wrestlers there, but how, you know, it's, it's tough. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it so it, it develops in pockets. So Santiago is a huge pocket, you know. Um, Lima is a, is a good place to wrestle, but it's a, it's very different, very different, very different. <laughs> you brought up the wrestling economy a few times. Can you tell us a little bit about your work with LuchaWare and how that Ooh. project is, you know, working towards developing and building the wrestling economy in several Latin American countries? You're you're sharp, Miranda. Um, <laughs> you're sharp. Yeah. So so I got this thing going on. Um, who likes video games in the room? Anybody? Anybody knows Zelda? Yes. Zelda, the little Triforce. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the tri there's yeah. everything working together. So I created this little thing over the pandemic uh, period. You know, and I had this in my mind for some years, but it took sitting at home, not being able to wrestle, trying to figure out what's what do we do if we can't wrestle. Mm -hmm for for you to finally give birth to these ideas you know we all got them right we all got we all got them so one of those points is called lucha wear um one of those points is called the league of luchadors the lol for short and one of those points <laughs> is called we can lucha and i'll speak to that one first we can lucha is kind of like our way of giving back you know like i've said um all these years i've been going to chile let me start with this. My first trip that I went to Chile was in 2014. I had just won this title, this bright-eyed kid that's only been in the business a couple of years, blah, 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 blah. Now they want to bring me here. And they treated me like a king. They treated me in a way that I've never been treated on the indies as just a throwaway guy, num a number in the locker room. You know, there's so many dirty, deceitful people, promoters, wrestlers. There's a lot of good people too, but especially at that time, like people like to take advantage of you. It was a different environment in Chile. I, I, I was the, the way I was treated was was in, in, in respected to the point where it's like, okay, all right, you make the mat. Like you, you're here. Like we listen to you, and I'm like, I almost overwhelmed. Like I'm like, you guys got it wrong. I'm just some kid. Like I can't handle this. But they trusted <laughs> me with that, and it was it was a learning experience. Okay, so then I come back maybe a year later, and and it's great. Blah blah blah. The third trip, as I'm getting to know these people and they're really welcoming me in their homes, I realize these people are taking two or three jobs. They're using their savings in order to pay for the plane tickets and to pay me over Spain. They paid me well, but they paid me my rate, you know, they didn't because they knew just to do that, you know, and I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. So how can I like, I, I love coming back. I want to come back more often. You know, how, how can I like, do this. This is where the fun is. Like, I love international tours. So mm -hmm. I was like, I got to come up with a way where I can facilitate this and make this easier. I was also doing seminars down there, like, uh, you know, uh, with, with the crew and, and things like that. And they learned a whole lot. So with LuchaWare, 
basically that's where we make the money. We, I have a team of five artists um, and growing every day. And we pair up with some of the best up and coming and awesome wrestlers you've ever seen. Zeta Zhang, Mr. Grimm. Uh, here's Mr. Grimm's face mask right here. Facade, yeah. you got, you know, yeah. some of, these are people Facade, that have yeah. been good to me. These are people that have been good to me during my career. You know, people that have, you know, always shook my hand in the locker rooms and, you know, would look out. These are the first people I want to invite to this. And basically, um, you know, with Lucha Wear, we get together and make some of the coolest merch you've ever seen. Face masks and shirts and all kinds of things. Check it out. www.luchawear.art. Yeah. Um, and basically, Which is a cool you know, name too. Yeah. If I'm talking too fast, let me know. I, I go all the way. <laughs> no. no, no. Yeah. Oh, keep going. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so um, and actually, yesterday we just redesigned the website completely and we have a sale going on. Everything's 15% off. And I'm just so awesome. proud to, to, to see where we've come because it came from, it was just a concept in April. And I'm making phone calls and calling in favors and, and, it's come together so organically. Um, but the wrestlers get a percentage, the artists get a percentage, and then a percentage goes back into the pot so we can keep it going. So that's Lucha Word. That's kind of how we make the money. All right, so what do you do with all these luchadors, I call them. I call all wrestlers luchadors. What do you do with all these luchadors? Well, they're together in a Marvel DC-type universe called the League of Luchadors. So at over time, as we get more money, as, so as cool. we develop, that's so our promotion. Cool. That's our wrestling promotion, you know. That's I our comic. It. That's our universe. That's yeah. our luchaverse. Um, and uh, you won't believe the cool stuff I have planned for that. But right now, luchadors first. Boom, League of Luchadors. You're going to see more of that maybe towards the end of the year, maybe into next year. Um, and then finally, we can lucha. That's that's giving back, you know. So that's kind of the the triforce. That's really really cool. Um, I have to I have to say I when when I logged onto the website yesterday and looked at it, I was blown away to see my boy Rook Kelly on the front page. So I wanted to give that shout out here so that he can. <laughs> hey, he, can he trained at the yeah? before. We trained together. Yeah, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's Good a regular job. up here in Seattle. He's a great guy. And you mentioned the Marvel stuff, and I could just imagine his head exploding when you suggested that to him because yes, that's yes. all he does is draw himself as a Marvel superhero. Like yeah. <laughs> shows, it's great. Yeah, um, Rook's so, awesome. I'm looking to have a match with him soon. I, I would love it. I hope you do. I will be there. I'll be in the front row. I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so, so on the the Luchaware site, if I buy some Rook Kelly merchandise, you're saying that's going to go towards all of this. So I'm also supporting those Luchadors in in uh, South America. Yes, yes, definitely. Like our awesome. It was yes. yes. Our goal right now is uh is to is to be on every single show uh the first show back in South America. So all the money we're 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 earning towards that is going to that pot for plane tickets and all types of all things. Right. And I want to use the League of Luchadors, whoever's available, and bring them down there with me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Just take this now. You can have that right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. He's he's sold. Literally, he's sold on this. So that's that's fantastic. He's just done. Uh, I mean, and and we as a, a trio too. I mean, are always, especially Brennan and Dusty, are huge on the art. 
kind of your aesthetic and your mask style and, and where that influence came from and, and how did you decide on, on your style uh, as far as, you know, your gear and especially your mask? I appreciate it. Uh, you, you, um, you cut out a little bit in the beginning. Um, uh, did you say, um, can you just repeat the first part of the question? Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to know uh, more about your your style and your aesthetic, uh, more about the history of, gotcha. of your mask uh, oh, and yeah, your gear. Yeah. Your co- yeah, yeah, all of it. We, we yeah. definitely want to know. Um, I, 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 got a, I got a question. Um, when did you, uh, maybe individually you have different answers. When did you um, come across my work? What year or what uh, what era? Era. I would say for me, it's honestly been within the past year with yeah. the work in MLW. I think. Yeah, for me, uh, probably, Brandon's probably a little bit longer because he's more familiar with some of the other Beautiful. promotions you've worked that with. That gives but, me some yeah. context. That gives me some context. Okay, so a little uh, tidbit. Uh, back in 2012, uh, November. Thirtieth, two 2012. Um, so this is maybe two and a half years, and this is in Beyond Wrestling, my debut in Beyond Wrestling, actually. Um, uh, we got this opportunity, uh, WWE 4 showcase match for our school, right? Myself versus uh, Baron Black. He's, you might have seen him on AEW Dark recently yeah. um, mm-hmm. the, in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He, we, he trained with me as well. Uh, he came in right in with me at the school. And... Um, Fox got us an opportunity at this up-and-coming place called Beyond Wrestling. And uh, that match was infamy because at the end of that match, I went for a double moonsault and under-rotated. Broke my my, uh, skull. Cracked my skull. Yeah. You probably have already seen the video and don't even know it was me. That video went viral. Millions and millions and millions and millions of views. Edge has yeah. seen it. Beth Phoenix has seen it. Tommy Dreamer, Matt Hardy. <laughs> like, I'm sure Vince McMahon himself has seen it. Um, this is before the mask. All that. Um, Tosh.0, world's dumbest. Ridiculousness. Like, wow. I could be famous off of that, like, if I went that way. Anyway, so this happened, <laughs> boom. Once I found out I was going to make a full recovery, in my heart, I knew I was good. But I had a lot of decisions to make, Right. I had a lot of choices I could have gone. At that point in my career, I wasn't taking this wrestling thing too seriously. I wasn't training like I should. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't keeping my aerial skills up to date. Like I told you, I'm a gymnast. I went all the way up to level Mm -hmm. 10. I can do this in my sleep, but maybe I didn't figure at the end of a wrestling match in a different place that I've been traveling all day without sleeping on Red Bull. Like, like you know, I'm 21 years old, making not great decisions. <laughs> making the 21-year-old type <laughs> choices, yeah. <laughs> right. So I break my face, and I'm like, I could quit wrestling. I could uh, I could keep wrestling but tone it down. I could – there's a lot of things. Or I could come back and show you guys that I can be the best high flyer you've ever seen. Because all those comments, on it, it leaked. And if you look on YouTube, you can find it. Type in World's Dumbest Wrestler. That's me charade that was my name back then and all those oh, comments yeah. there's a lot of good comments yeah but a lot of I, like oh this guy sucks yeah. and laughing blah blah and that could have like destroyed me but that gave me fuel so in my mind i was like no you guys just wait you guys wait when i recover boom it just so happened that the time that i did recover i got an opportunity with chakara um actually my literally my first match back was at a seminar with mike quackenbush and he was like he knew who i was everyone knew who i was now it's like 
before I even prove myself to the world, everyone knows I'm that guy that anyway so then i got on with takara and he's like hey you need you need a new character you need something that's i don't know what a charade is i'm like i don't know either and he's like give me something so uh the mask but going full circle charade was like the phoenix that from the dead who came back you know and the phoenix kind of gave birth to the dragon which was shinron the dragon right. had that, that yang energy. Like, I'm going to show you guys. Ah, I had something to prove. You know, like, I'm going to show you I could do things that you've never seen. Like, ah, that was my energy. After a while, though, 2016, maybe, I had wrestled the Young Bucks. I'd wrestled Amazing Red, wrestled my hero, Matt Hardy. I had done things. I had been traveling. I had been doing shows and shows and shows and shows and traveling, traveling. I was burnt out. I was like, I need something else. Like, is this, is this what it is? And uh, I had to find my zen, so to speak. I had to really kind of separate it. I stopped taking, I didn't stop all bookings, but I stopped seeking bookings. Like I just kind of let it ride. I needed to figure it out. And um, I figured I needed some, a new direction. Um, and Zenshi means complete history, it means complete history. So I feel like now I'm a much more well-rounded, complete performer. Shinron was all about high-flying, 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 but he didn't really know how to wrestle. You know what I mean? He didn't really know how to like put it all together. Charade was the kid who, his first day out gets hit by a truck, but survives and shows that grit. And the whole wrestling world's like, okay, this guy's like tough. You can't take it away. <laughs> Put it all together. You got the yin and the yang now. I feel like I'm more complete as a performer, person, um, and Zenshi. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's the history. So the mask, you got the the phoenix on one side. And it's a little more open mm-hmm. and exposed. Like my face mm-hmm. before I had the mask. You have the dragon that's completely covered. And this mask was made by Lunatic Mask in Peru. Um, and I have one for every country that I've I've wrestled in. So, oh, so Peru, cool. Chile, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Very, very cool. That is fantastic, I and it's love also it. that story of you and your travels throughout Latin America yeah. too. Almost that kind of that souvenir, but you you have a piece with you always yeah. of the places that you've traveled, and it's a representation of your spirit. And again, I mean, tenacity is one of the words that I think of when I think of of your matches and your ability is. Mm-hmm. Always, oh, always with that. I mean, wanting to pivot a little bit, you had a really unique match recently uh, on MLW as part of Tom Lawler's Filthy Island. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that was something else. How how do you prepare for a match of something like like that? I mean, no, no ropes, barely a, a a ref. And honestly, you know, I think commentary and the fans that your match against Kevin Koo was definitely one of the more athletic ones out of the entire show where it was yes. you know a little bit more comical uh but that was pure athleticism the way that you utilize the ring posts the tree coming off from a, a tree I mean can you kind of explain how do you prepare for match. something that that unique not you you be, you're going to be very surprised I love that match. That was my favorite match that I've had in MLW so far, or maybe in the top two, because I also enjoyed the match with Laredo Kid. Yeah, yeah, that was a very interesting match. So um, I'm going to tell you a real story. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a real story. I like to keep the character, but like, you know what? It's Friday night. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I'm breaking my own rule here, but I feel like so comfortable with you guys. So we did these tapings, right? So we did these tapings, and um, dang, I gotta be careful. But basically, yeah, the, take the your day time, I take came, your time. 
day of the, the show, the, I'll tell you, the day before the show, I wrestled four times. Four wow. times. Wow. wow. 10 a.m. to about 11 p.m. <laughs> I was the first to a match in the ring, basically, or the, maybe the third, and the last match. I was a workhorse to the point everybody was like, dang, you're wrestling again? Every time I see you out there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay, they worked me. Um, the next day, I only had one. And I was kind of feeling diva that day, too, because I was like, you know what? I worked so hard yesterday. I'm getting late. I'm strolling in on the last ferry to the place. I'm getting my coffee. Like, I was totally taking my time. I get there. Apparently, they wanted me there earlier because they were like, um, you got this match. And I'm looking in the ring. I'm like, why does everybody seem like they're in a hurry? There's nobody in the ring. Like, what's going on? They're like, oh, go outside. So I'm like, okay. So I go outside. They're like, no, keep keep walking. So I keep walking, <laughs> just keep walking, and then I notice there's another ring. There's no ropes. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Everybody's outside. And I'm the late one walking in. And they're like, hey, Zinch, you got a match like now. And I'm like, wait, what? They're like, I'm still like wobbing the, cob- the cobwebs out of my, my, my eyes. I literally meet my opponent like maybe it couldn't have been longer than 40 minutes before I was in that tree. Like, I walk out there, and I, I, I see what's going on, and I'm like, I am too sleepy slash high for this. Um, <laughs> but I got together with my opponent, and all, I, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm good at this. I guess I'm a veteran because we pulled that off. We pulled it off. You made it look um, great. You made it Kevin look cool because that kid can yeah. go. Yes. And we created yeah. Masterpiece, and we had to do it like this. And um and it came together and it was what was what it was. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. It was a it really, really yeah. was yeah yeah was literally. Fun. So it sounds like you just were just in that tree. You're <laughs> like, so this is what's I gonna was happen. Just like, okay, well, let's start it with me jumping out of the tree. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna give up an opportunity to jump out of a tree. So no, no. right? Like, no. Yeah, no. yeah, start. yeah, yeah. When if. Opportunity knocks, but it doesn't beg. So the best part yeah. is, the best part is, I was off the rest of the day. That's all you needed. It was it was that good. It was that good. I mean, speaking of of your opponents, you you faced Laredo Kid, Ehold at LA Park, Calvin Tinkman several times, uh, Dominic Dominic Garini. Who else on the MLW roster do you have your eye on? Ah oh, man, it's been uh, it's been interesting. I haven't been able to really get all of the matches that I'd like to have. Um, you know, uh, especially I had just signed with MLW and I was ready to go, and then we had this giant break, this giant uh, involuntary break, and yeah. Um, so that kind of threw a monkey wrench in a lot of things. I had a great match with um with um L Lindemann back in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I really had my eyes on Myron Reed. I really had my eyes on Myron Reed, and then um, the clown lost his belt. So, um, you know, we got a new new hot prospect in town. We got Leo Rush. Yes, and yeah. I'm I'm content to let Leo Rush and Myron Reed work out their bad blood. I don't feel like that's over. And then you got Laredo Kid in the mix, and then he beats yep. Laredo for the title. So Leo Rush right now is coming in hot. He's coming in hot. So mm-hmm. yeah him but i kind of want to see where the chips fall because i feel like you know we got rematches i'm gonna let let me let the boys fight and i'm gonna come in and uh and i'm gonna see what we can uh we can stack up besides the middleweight division because it's a little busy right now 
I'm all about those style matchups. I love uh, styles clash type matches. Um, yes. And, you know, something like the open weight title is, I think it's perfect for me as a wrestler uh, who loves yeah. like to be free and not be restricted I by weight. Can't. I would love a shot at Stone. And that yes. championship. Yes. And, and I know from his his social media and, and talking with him, he loves wrestling quote unquote little masked guys. So <laughs> You know, and I like be- wrestling big beefy guys because I like to show them that I can beat <laughs> That's exactly what Rey Mysterio did. That's why he's right? such a yes. baller. Right? Like, yes. so, it doesn't so, matter. So yeah. no, I think it would be a great story. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Bucket. amazing. Bucket. Hammerstone is also, hey, he's part of the League of Luchadors. You can check yes. out the Hammerstone Stormbreaker gear on yes. LuchaWare.art. Hey! Oh, man, that, that one is sick, too. I was yes. looking at that. The great Jack – I got to put the artist over. Jack Purcell. Uh, he's an artist in Massachusetts, longtime Shinron fan. Um, he came on with us during the pandemic. He does some of the best. He's drawn for Marvel in D.C. He's some of the best detailed artwork. He's the man. That's so cool. That's yeah. very, very cool. And we got to take it a step above. I mean, you you <laughs> are the aerial artist. So who else in the world of Lucha Libre, of pro wrestling, would be a dream to face? Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. Yes. I'm Easy a answer. I'm fan of him from uh, Lucha Underground. He's a great guy. We're friends, actually. Every time I see him, he's like, hey, buddy, amigo. Like, it's great. He's such a yeah, happy so guy. Cool. He's just such a happy character. I don't know of another, like, a happier locker room person than Phoenix. Um, so I definitely would like to wrestle him. And obviously, Pentagon, he's a little more quiet in the locker room. I'll just say that, a little more reserved. Um, looks like I'm going to, he looks like he's going to kill me. I look his way. <laughs> um, but, you know, he can be nice, too. I would love to wrestle those guys. Um, obviously, Mysterio, that match never happened. Um, it's, I would love to have that match. Um, yeah. Private uh, Mark Quinn from Private Party. Yeah. Um, we wrestled Ooh. back in the day at NEW um, in a great opener. Uh, but I, it's been a long time, um, and we're both way better now, and we're both really good friends, and I, I would love to kick his ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Obviously, I would love to wrestle all of my league, uh, the wrestlers at the League of Luchadors. Uh, Bobby Flacco is our newest one, and um, we haven't had a one-on-one. I would love to wrestle him. Tankman was on that list for a while, actually. I had been following Tankman, so I'm glad that happened. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's quite a few. There's a lot. That's, well, <laughs> that's a list, but it seems like you got a lot going on, even you know during this time with, with MLW, with Lucha Wear, with Liga Luchadors, everything. So we greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much mm-hmm. uh, for you know being on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Uh, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media, any links, anything that you want to let our listeners know? Go ahead. The floor hey, is yours. First of all, I, pre- I appreciate you having me. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I've got stories for years, so anytime come back. <laughs> yes, this yes, is, this yes. is cool. This uh, is just one awesome. of many, so just, you know, <laughs> yeah. clear the schedule sometimes, and, and we'll put um, you back yeah, on. Um, um, it's, it's a different time in wrestling. Um, you know, I've got a lot more time in the gym and training than actually performing. It's just how the cookie crumbles right now, so I'm trying to stay occupied and stay uh, stay busy. So, um, yeah, I would love fans reach out to me i'm pretty i'm pretty open maybe we can have a conversation or something instagram i'm pretty active on at the aerial artist uh facebook at the aerial or slash the aerial artist is where you can find me 
Um, yeah, most of my energy is with LuchaWare right now. www.luchaware.art. Adding more wrestlers, um, you know, taking care of the artists and, and scaling up and, and growing. Um, uh, so that's where you can find me. <laughs> so I have to I have to ask a question. Dusty and I are both uh, big mass collectors. We're part of a mass collecting group. Is there any chance that you're going to put some of those uh, beautiful masks up on the LuchaWare site at some point? You mean Ring Ward? No, but any, I mean, any of your, cause you, you have makers that make beautiful masks. Every time I see you, you've got a good looking mm-hmm. mask. So like, yeah. even if you just get them to put up something, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, awesome. my, ma- my mask so maker's in Peru. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, got, I was just yeah. in Peru in December and January, but since they, 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 they changed the rules, they made it a little bit harder for me to get there. So, um, as soon as we can, I would love to get a uh, mask so you can have your own. Yes, that would be amazing. Yes. I, figured, I figured uh, since we have, I know there's people that are going to listen to this that are going to ask me that question and ask yep. me why not. I figured I'd throw it out there now. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah where's going to be the place. We're going to be adding, adding things all the time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Again, a big thank you to the aerial artist himself, Zenchi, for joining us here at the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast English Edition. We will be back with the rest of this week's show. Stay tuned. Don't forget to go to luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Thanks, guys. Oh, man, that was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> that was fun. All right. Loved well, hit it. me up for the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh. Thank you so, so much. It's been just a a pleasure and an honor. So thank you. Cool. All right. Let me know. Send me the links and everything when this is out. Yeah, Yeah, it should be in about about a week, a week.